today we're talking about one of the most important skills in life, storytelling, and how being a good storyteller gives you a massive advantage over your competitors. Welcome to Her Spoken Image. I'm April Lokar, founder of Semi-Conventional and Thought Leadership Consultant. Are you ready to make a greater impact using your unique perspective? I know what it's like to realize you're in the middle of your career and want to create a new path. I've pivoted from school teacher to corporate trainer to entrepreneur with lots of lessons learned along the way. If you want to use your authentic voice to speak up with confidence, you're going to love it here. Each episode, you'll get actionable tips to master public speaking like a pro while honing your spoken image so your message comes through loud and clear. And we'll do all this through a semi-conventional lens that blends a little tradition with a lot of feminist perspective. Sound good? Then let's get into it. Hey friends, today's topic of storytelling is near and dear to my heart and the work that I do with my clients. Like any good movie you've ever seen, if the story is great, you can get past a lot of other things. So let's dig into why storytelling is one of the most important skills in life and how you can be a good storyteller. Let's start by talking about the crucial elements in storytelling. Now, don't stop listening when I tell you this, but your story really needs to have a beginning, middle, and end. I know that's basic. I know it's lame, but there's a reason we're talking about this. Not every story seems to have one. Have you ever watched a movie And you get to the end of the movie and think, wait, that's it? They didn't finish the story. It just sort of ended. I can think of a couple examples. Children of Men is one of mine. Um, But there's lots of examples out there where the story just seems to stop rather than having an end. Other examples might be a bad beginning. Have you watched a show that a friend recommended to you and they said, just get past the first three episodes and then it gets really good, right? That's a bad beginning. If it doesn't hook you in right from the start, then it probably needed a stronger beginning. So the beginning, middle, and end to your story should be very clear and follow a logic that your audience or listeners can follow along with. If it's too convoluted or really complex, it makes people have to think even harder about what you're saying. And then your message gets a little bit lost and it's just not as clear what you're trying to illustrate. So let's talk about a good beginning. If you're in the world of social media or content creation in any way, you've heard people talking about creating a hook, right? And that's not unique to content creation. It's not unique to storytelling, but getting the audience, the listener, whoever you're talking to, to lean a little closer and listen in to what you have to say is the hallmark of a really great beginning. So how do we do that? The short answer is there's a lot of ways you can do that. And you can Google all of the storytelling tricks to start off really, really strong. A couple of the things that I like to use with clients is starting off kind of in the middle of a story. So this is something that I've seen in many different ways, but like a story insertion you start off right in the middle of a conversation or something like that. An example might be starting your story with, she rolled down her window and yelled out at me, get out of my way, white trash. 
Yes, that's a real example of something that happened to me. And you probably want to know the full story now, don't you? We'll get to that another day. The point is starting with a story insertion can help draw people in because they want to know where we're at in the story, what happened. And like I said, there's a million different ways to hook your audience in to the beginning of your story. You can Google all of these things and find one that really works for you, for your story, and make sure it makes total sense. But at the end of the day, you need to have a really good beginning because that's what makes people want to keep listening to you. If you're working on a keynote or signature talk or just a presentation, storytelling is a huge component of an effective presentation. You could have AI write your script, but you need a real person who's given thousands of presentations to help you infuse your voice and your stories so your audience feels you and is not only inspired, but moved to take action and work with you. Wouldn't it feel great if the only thing you were worried about with your talk is what you're going to wear and not what you're going to say? Let's work together to craft your keynote and hone your delivery. Book a discovery call at semiconventional.com to get started. Then you have the middle or the messy middle or whatever you want to call it, where the stuff happens. This part is what I spend a lot of time working with clients on because oftentimes we want to tell everything that happened in the middle of our story when really it might not be that relevant or it might be confusing, right? And so we need to simplify what our goal is with the main points of the middle. What I like to tell my clients is when you are thinking about the middle of your story, try to focus on one to maximum three main points. If you have more than that, people are not going to remember. And you want them to remember your main points of the middle. So we work really closely to distill all of their ideas of the things that they want to say and what they want to cover down to no more than three main points. A lot of times the extra things that you had in there that you wanted to talk about can kind of be built into those three main points, but you need to keep it really simple and really straightforward. And our brains like things in threes. It's really easy for us to follow when we know that there's one, two, three things that we're going to talk about and have to remember. Now, the end of your story can be, again, a lot of different things, but here's what I like to do. As I'm outlining my story, I like to include, I'm telling you this story because that's something that I took from a number of different people who are storytelling coaches and things like that. It automatically transitions you into the end of your story. I'm telling you this because, and then you can tell them why you illustrated that story. That becomes the end right? It kind of helps you drive the point home of what you're talking about and how it relates to maybe the bigger thing that you're talking about. So while I know this is really basic, thinking through your beginning, middle, and end makes all the difference with your story. Now, taking that beginning, middle, and end and adding vivid elements is going to make your story transformational. Painting the picture with descriptive words is one way to take your story from, 
oh, yeah, that's a story I remember to, oh, my gosh, I cannot get this story out of my head. For example, use elements that cover the five senses. I could say I walked into the grocery store or I could say as the sliding doors whooshed open, the rush of cold air blew across my face, carrying the scent of baked goods straight into my psyche. How many senses did we just activate with that example? Whooshed. That's a sound. Cold air across my face is touch. Scent of baked goods is smell. So in just one sentence, I've now engaged three of my audience's five senses. Here's another example of taking a plain sentence and turning it into a vivid experience. Jasmine was nervous to get up and speak. That can become... Jasmine's legs felt weak as she walked to the front of the room, with beads of sweat gathering on her forehead. Her mouth became a desert and her heartbeat pulsed loudly in her ears. Does that second example make you feel uncomfortable? Good. That's the point. We want to make our audience feel something, like they're a part of the story. If you feel like you don't have the imagination or creativity to turn your examples into vivid stories, AI can help. I'm a really big fan of using ChatGPT to spark my own creativity. So you could write out the general outline and examples you plan to use, then add it to a prompt in the AI tool of your choice. In that prompt, I'd include the examples and ask ChatGPT to add vivid descriptive details to the content so it's relatable to the audience. Then check the output and edit your examples. Always edit your examples and your output from AI. Make sure that you modify that output to sound like you. We want this to be your authentic voice after all. So get those descriptive words in there. Make your audience feel. Then we can move on to another way to make your stories vivid. This next way is to differentiate characters in your story. So if you're telling a story with other people in it, try to give those characters an active role. Now, you're not going to remember exactly what somebody said to you years and years ago. Memories are funny that way. But you can remember the tone and the point of what they said. You can take some liberties with quotes as long as it still upholds the authenticity of the message and what happened. This is really important when you're editing for clarity and to be more concise. Ways to bring your characters to life in your speaking can be changing your facial expression, your body language, or your tone of voice. You'll draw your audience in by giving them a cue that someone else said what you're about to share. For example, I could say, when I was a kid at bedtime, my dad would always say bedtime for bonzos. Now, if I said that in a way where I'm giving that character a voice, I would say, when I was a kid at bedtime, my dad would always say bedtime for bonzos. Now, does that sound like my dad? Of course not. But it's giving that character life in my story. By varying my tone of voice, it's clear that this was a quote. It adds more interest to your spoken image and paints a vivid picture of what's happening for your audience. Now, if you're on video or in person, you can crouch down or lean in or give some other type of body language to bring those other people present in your story. Test out different ways that work for you and feel fun to deliver. Because if you're having fun, your audience will too. Now that we have a really strong beginning, middle, and end, and we've added those vivid details and brought our characters to life, 
let's think about how this is an advantage for you in your business or even your corporate career. I won't get too nerdy on the science, but our brains release oxytocin when we hear well-crafted stories. That enhances our empathy and understanding. Stories just make facts, figures, and features relatable by providing context. When you tell a compelling story, you're giving your audience, your clients, or your customers an experience that they can share with others. You're also creating a journey for them, which makes you memorable and makes your message stick. For example, I recently saw a Lexus commercial. Now, the commercial could have just said that this Lexus SUV has really roomy seats, but instead they painted the picture of being cramped on a plane. Then the family gets into this Lexus SUV and they all have the best seat in the house with tons of room and a feeling of calmness and ease. That's way more vivid and way more evocative of an emotion for me as the viewer, because it really drives that point home. If you ever watch ads on anything, not that most of us do anymore, but if you are watching ads, pay attention to which ones use emotion. It's probably most of them, but the ones that don't, are the boring ones. If there's a boring ad or something that you just don't even remember what it's for, it probably didn't paint a really good picture and drive that message home. Speaking of boring, how many boring presentations have you sat through in your life? Maybe they were group projects in college, possibly some vendor meetings in a corporate job, or just a bad sales pitch. Now think about memorable presentations. For me, I always think of Simon Sinek's TED Talk, where he illustrated the golden circle and starting with why. That was so memorable that his key points became something I considered with every training class I ever developed afterwards. Your greatest advantage as an entrepreneur or corporate employee is to use relatable stories and examples to illustrate your message. Even if it just takes a couple of minutes Short, quick stories seep into our brains, unlike any data presented alone. So when you bring some data along with a really well-crafted story, you're unstoppable. If you've seen a speaker on stage that you resonated with, or a TED Talk in person, or even just an Instagram reel, chances are the speaker was using some storytelling techniques. So let's recap what we've covered today. Your beginning, middle, and end should be clear and concise, hooking the audience's attention and giving them no more than three key points to remember. Then close it out with a relatable ending that tells them why you told them that story. Adding vivid details to reach the five senses and painting the picture to take your audience on a journey and engaging their attention by adding characters will make your story amazing. Now go look over your content, presentations, and speaking notes and add in some relevant stories to amp up your message. If you still aren't sure where to start or are like me and want someone to do this with you for support and accountability, book a discovery call at semiconventional.com. I work one-on-one with clients to dial in their speaking content so you can make a greater impact. Talk to you soon. Before you go, thanks for listening. Hit that subscribe button, then leave a review so other aspiring thought leaders can find the show and hone their spoken image too. 
That's it for today. And remember, I'm rooting for you.